Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to Previously On in association with Sky Atlantic a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Game of Thrones Season 5 In a flashback, we see a young Cersei questioning a fortune teller about her future. She reveals that Cersei will marry a king and all of her children will wear golden crowns, but also golden shrouds when they die. Cersei, she says, will be queen until a younger and more beautiful one replaces her. A fully grown Cersei walks past Marjorie Tyrell as she goes to her father's funeral. Quick reminder, that's Tywin, who was killed on the toilet with a crossbow by her brother Tyrion. Tyrion, smuggled out of King's Landing by Varys, is tumbled from a crate in the city of Pentos. Varys is there to greet him and reveals he has been working to put the Targaryens back on the Iron Throne. He wants Tyrion to become an advisor to Daenerys and the two set out for Marine. We're then in Marine when one of the Unsullied visits a brothel to have a cuddle with one of the women, they're all eunuchs, but instead has his throat cut by one of the sons of the Harpy. These are an insurgent group of masked rebels who are pushing back against Daenerys's regime. Jon Snow is training a young Ollie, despite him killing Egret, while Sam discusses who the next Lord Commander of the Night's Watch will be. He fears Sir Alyssa will be chosen. John is taken to meet King Stannis and sent to convince Mance Raider to bend the knee so that Stannis can use the wildlings to reconquer the north. Mance refuses. Littlefinger and Sansa leave the Vale for somewhere that the Lannisters will never be able to find her. At Tywin's wake, Cersei spies on Marjorie holding King Tommen's hand. Her cousin Lancel is now a sparrow, one of the fanatical worshippers of the Seven Gods. He asks for her forgiveness for their affair and tries to convince her to pray for forgiveness for their role in killing King Robert. Cersei claims to know nothing about any sins. <laughs> Marjorie goes to talk with her brother Sir Loras, finding him in bed with his lover Oliver, and suggests she has a plan for dealing with Cersei. In Marine, his Darzo Lorac returns from his successful diplomatic mission and asks Daenerys to reopen the fighting pits of Marine as a way to calm the tensions in the city, but she refuses. Dario Naharis tells her she needs to make her people happy or use her dragons to defeat her enemies. When Daenerys visits her captive and chained dragons, they snap, roar and spit fire at her. Mance Raider is led from his cell to a pyre and sentenced to die by Stannis. Melisandre sets the wood ablaze as a sacrifice to the one true god and a warning to the other wildlings refusing to join Stannis. 
As the fire climbs towards Mance and risking the fury of Stannis, Jon Snow ends his suffering with an arrow to the heart. Arya, having found safe passage away from Westeros using her coin from Jack and Hagar, is rowed through Bravas's canals to the House of Black and White, home to the deadly assassins known as the Faceless Men. Arya knocks on the door, but the elderly priest who appears denies her entry. She spends several days waiting in front of the building before tossing the coin into the water and leaving. When Brienne and Podrick stop at an inn, they stumble upon Sansa and Littlefinger. Brienne pledges her allegiance to Sansa, but it's refused. Littlefinger can't allow her to leave now that she knows where Sansa is, but Brienne kills the guards and escapes. Podrick suggests Brienne has done all she can to fulfil her vows to Catelyn, and she can now go home. Instead, Brienne decides to watch Sansa from afar. Cersei receives a gift from Dawn. The pendant she gave to her daughter Marcella is delivered in the teeth of a serpent, clearly a threat after the gruesome death of Oberyn. Jamie heads over to Dawn to bring her back, along with a very annoyed Bronn. In Dawn, Ilaria Sand, Oberyn's lover, watches Marcella flirting with Tristane Martell. She goes to Tristane's father, Prince Duran, who's Oberyn's brother, and demands justice, but Duran will not allow her to hurt Marcella. Dario and Grey Worm capture one of the harpies who are terrorising Marine. Rather than an execution, Daenerys decides on a fair trial. Tyrion is still being secretly trundled across Essos in his crate and is growing bored of Varys's company, but can't leave because of the bounty on his head. The small council meets with Cersei, who is standing in for King Tommen. Her uncle, Kevin, refuses to serve under her and heads home to Casterly Rock. Over at Castle Black, Stannis berates Jon Snow for mercy-killing Mance Raider, yet he has had word the Northern Lords will only ever support a Stark as a king. So Stannis offers Jon the Lordship of Winterfell if he joins forces with him. The Night's Watch vote for a new Lord Commander after Sam gives a speech proposing Jon for the post. It's a tie between Jon and Sir Alyssa. With Maester Aemon's vote, Jon is elected. In Braavos, Arya is set upon by three men who only melt away when the Priest of the Faceless Men appears. He returns her coin and peels off his face, revealing the face of Jack and Hagar underneath. He's not Jacken though, he is no one, and that is who Arya must become too. It's quite weird to get your head around, but bear with it. Mossador enters the cell of the captured son of the harpy and kills him, setting his body in the street as a warning to the other harpies. Daenerys holds a public execution of Mossador for his disobedience. The freed slaves attack the masters in response to this, and as a riot erupts, Daenerys has to escape under the shields of her soldiers. Later, Drogon, the largest of her dragons who's been AWOL for quite a while, lands on top of Daenerys' pyramid for a brief moment before flying away again, leaving Daenerys feeling totally alone. The statues of gods stare down on a black pool in the House of Black and White. Arya is sweeping the floor and watching Jack and Hagar give a cup of water to a worshipper. She wants to learn to be a kick-ass assassin, but must first learn to serve. Imagine Game of Thrones doing the Karate Kid, it's a bit like that. After drinking the supposedly harmless water, the worshipper dies a painless death and is then carried into the depths of the temple, where Arya is not allowed. King Tommen marries Marjorie and enjoys a very happy wedding night. Makes a change? While laying in bed, Marjorie ponders that maybe Cersei would be happier if she moved back to Casterly Rock. When Tommen mentions this to his mum, she shoots it down in flames. The games have begun. 
Winterfell is being rebuilt by the Boltons and decorated with the corpses of their enemies when Roos Bolton tells Ramsay that they are too weak to hold the North. And in order to secure their position, Roos has arranged his son a marriage. Sansa and Littlefinger are riding north when he reveals that he has brokered an alliance with the Boltons. She is to marry Ramsay. Despite her disgust, she agrees if it will win back her home. Arya is awoken by a faceless man called the Waif, who beats her when she tells a lie. Jacken interrupts and forces Arya to throw away everything she owns, as she must forego her past if she is to become a no-one. Arya tosses absolutely everything into the water, except her sword needle, which she hides behind a rock. After being introduced to the Boltons, Sansa is welcomed home by an old servant who tells her pointedly that the North remembers. Despite their hatred for each other, Jon Snow appoints Sir Alicer as the first ranger of the Night's Watch. He also sends Janos Slint to command one of the other castles on the wall. When Slint refuses this order, Jon calls for a block and cuts off his head. An orgy is in full swing in one of Littlefinger's brothels when Lancel Lannister and several of the sparrows burst in and grab the High Septon. They whip the holy man naked through the streets. Furious at this, the High Septon calls for Cersei to expel the sparrows and execute the High Sparrow, the person in charge of them. Instead, Cersei visits the High Sparrow, finding him tending to the poor. Cersei has the High Septon arrested and appoints the High Sparrow in his place with the suggestion that they should work to protect each other. Tyrion is still cooped up in the crate carrying him to Daenerys. Against Varys' wishes, he heads into Volantis for a quick stroll. Having a drink in a brothel as you do, Tyrion is spotted by Sir Jorah Mormont, also having a bit of a relax. Jorah captures him and announces he plans to take Tyrion to the Queen. But given his previous allegiances, which Queen does he mean? A gagged and bound Tyrion is thrown aboard a stolen fishing boat by Sir Jorah, while on another boat, on another sea, Jamie and Bronn are being smuggled into dawn. In King's Landing, the small council is pondering how best to pay back the sizeable debt owed to the Iron Bank of Bravos. Cersei thinks the best way to deal with them would be to send Mace Tyrell to negotiate in person, coincidentally getting another Tyrell out of the city. She also grants the High Sparrow the right to reform the Faith Militant, an army of warrior priests with which to cleanse the realm of sin. Cersei even suggests a few sinners he might like to have a crack at first. Lancel Lannister is one of the first recruits to the Faith Militant, having the seven-pointed scar painfully carved into his forehead. The group begin by breaking wine casks, but end up cracking skulls in Littlefinger's brothel. They arrest Sir Loras Tyrell, Queen Marjorie's brother. Marjorie demands King Tommen release him, but when the king attempts to discuss this with the Sparrow, he is blocked by the Faith Militant and forced to retreat. Marjorie has no choice. She sends for the Queen of Thorns, her awesome grandmother Elena. Melisandre tries to convince Jon Snow to join Stannis in his war and flirts shamelessly with him. Jon rejects both of her advances and she also tells him he knows nothing. Stannis's daughter Shireen gets a rare moment of affection from her father when he describes all the efforts he went to trying to cure her of the grayscale that's blighted her since she was a child. Littlefinger explains his plans for Sansa's future. He knows Stannis is coming and that they'll defeat the Boltons, at which point Stannis will have no choice but to name Sansa the ruler of Winterfell. 
When Jamie and Bron land in Dawn, they're attacked by guards on the beach, but the pair kill them and set out quickly for their target, Jamie and Cersei's daughter Marcella, who's under threat from Ilaria Sand. In the Dornish desert, Ilaria meets the bastard daughters of Oberyn. The three sand snakes, as they're known, have captured the captain of Bronn and Jamie's ship and inventively torture him. They now know Jamie is in Dawn to rescue Marcella, so must hurry up if they want revenge for Oberyn's death. Tyrion tries to talk his way out of trouble with Jorah, working out his identity. He goes too far, though, and mocks Jorah's past with Daenerys, so Jorah knocks him out. Over in Marine, Grey Worm and a patrol chase the Sons of Harpy into a tunnel, but it's a trap. Surrounded by the Harpies, the Unsullied are completely overwhelmed. Grey Worm is nearly killed, but Sir Barristan Selmy hears the fight and joins the fray. He is Barristan the Bold, after all. He cuts down many of the Sons of Harpy, but gets seriously stabbed for his troubles. Grey Worm saves him from having his throat cut, and they both then collapse. Having survived the battle against the Sons of the Harpy, Grey Worm lies wounded under the concerned watch of Missandei. Sir Barristan wasn't so lucky and lies dead in Marine's Great Pyramid. Daenerys's retribution is swift. Ordering the leaders of each great family of Marine before her, she lets her dragons Viserion and Rhaegal burn and eat one of the leaders as the others watch. At the wall, Jon turns to Maester Aemon for advice on giving an order he knows will make half the men of the Night's Watch hate him. Without hearing any more, Aemon tells Jon to give the order and to kill the boy and let the man be born. Cryptically good advice there, Eamon. John releases Tormund from his chains. He's been held since Mantis' army was overpowered by Stannis and tells him to go north and bring his people back to fight alongside the Night's Watch in exchange for land south of the Wall. Tormund agrees, but says John is going with him as it has to be him who convinces the wildlings the journey south will be safe. John does indeed face a backlash when he presents the plan to the men. Most believe the wildlings should be left to die, the deaths of brothers and the whole of Ollie's village raised as valid reasons to do so. John, however, is determined and pushes forward with his plan. Up north, Brienne sends a message to Sansa with a loyal Stark servant that should she ever be in trouble, all she needs to do is light a candle in the window of Winterfell's highest tower and Brienne will come to the rescue. In Winterfell, sparks of jealousy are igniting in Miranda, who's a servant of House Bolton and Ramsay's lover, as she questions Ramsay over his forthcoming marriage to Sansa. She later bumps into Sansa and leads her to the kennels, where much to her surprise she finds her old buddy Theon cowering in the filth. Later, at dinner, Ramsay forces Theon to apologise to Sansa for killing Bran and Rickon and suggests he give Sansa away at the wedding, really twisting that knife. The tables quickly turn, however, as Roos and Walder announce they are expecting a boy, much to Ramsay's distress, as this could threaten his heir status. Roos reassures him and requests his help in fending off the forthcoming attack on Winterfell by Stannis. Back at the wall, Stannis asks Sam how he killed the White Walker and is told about the dragon glass dagger. Stannis notes this material is abundantly available in Dragonstone and announces they march for Winterfell at dawn. Back in Marine, Grey Worm wakes up and he and Missandei have a bit of a kiss. Mm. In a bid to ease tensions in the city, Daenerys visits Hisdar to tell him she is reopening the fighting pits, but only to free men, and that she will marry him, leaving him a little bit confused as he kneels in his cell. Jorah decides to take a shortcut through Old Valyria as he and Tyrion travel to Marine. They're attacked by stone men, who are kind of feral carriers of greyscale. 
Jorah yells at Tyrion not to let them touch him, so Tyrion rolls overboard to escape, but he's still chained up and starts sinking to the bottom. Jorah saves him from drowning, and the pair reach the shore. As Jorah walks away alone, he lifts up his sleeve and notices a grayscale infection starting to spread on his wrist. We open in Bravos, where Arya continues her training with the Faceless Men. She meticulously cleans a corpse that is then taken through a door by two men. Arya is stopped from following by the waif, who tells us she will know what lies behind when it is time, but not before. Arya asks to play the game of faces, which is a sort of initiation task where the player must relinquish every aspect of their true identity to pass, and is told she has already played and failed. The waif then tells Arya a story about how she came to be there and who she was before. As she finishes, she asks Arya if she was telling the truth, hinting that to pass the game requires the ability to lie convincingly. One key to becoming one of the faceless men is the ability to become so good at lying that the deception is unnoticeable. That night, Jacken visits and tests her again, picking the lies from her story, hitting her with a stick each time he does so. He repeatedly punishes her when she says she hates the Hound, stating she's lying to him and to herself. On the road to Marine, Tyrion tells Jorah he killed his own father, hence being on the run. He then inadvertently tells Jorah that his father, Gior Mormont, former head of the Night's Watch, was killed by the mutineers at Craster's Keep. In the House of Black and White, a father brings his terminally ill daughter to drink from the poisoned water to end her suffering. Arya tells a false story about how she too was ill and drank from the water and was healed. Having proved she can lie, Jacken takes her to the Hall of Faces, where the faces of those who have died in the temple are stored. He tells Arya she is not ready to become no one, but is ready to become someone else. Tyrion and Jorah are captured by slavers who plan to return them to Volantis and sell them, but Tyrion convinces them Jorah is a valuable knight who would fetch a better price in the fighting pits of Marine, and the pair are once again moving in the right direction, albeit tied up. Littlefinger is returned to King's Landing at the request of Cersei, he tells her that he is a loyal subject to the Crown and that Sansa is at Winterfell and about to marry Ramsay Bolton. Cersei is angry at the Boltons' betrayal. Littlefinger suggests letting Stannis and the Boltons fight one another and then he'll sweep in with the Vale army to clean up the mess and take control of Winterfell. In return, he asks to be named Warden of the North. Over the sea in Dawn, Jamie and Bronn, disguised as Dornish guards, sneak into the water gardens in search of Marcella. Meanwhile, Ilaria Sand sends the Sand Snakes to abduct her in the name of Oberyn. The princess in question is walking through the gardens with her husband-to-be, Tristane Martell, who Bronn knocks out. <laughs> Jamie tries to take her, but the Sand Snakes ambush them and the two groups fight briefly before everyone is taken into custody. Elena Tyrell arrives in King's Landing hoping to free Loras from the Sparrows, warning Cersei that the Lannister and Tyrell alliance is hanging by a thread. At Loras's inquest, he denies being a homosexual and is backed up by Marjorie's testimony. The High Sparrow calls Oliver, who describes Loras's very specific birthmark, adding that Marjorie saw them in bed together. The High Sparrow then declares there's enough evidence for a trial and has Marjorie arrested for lying. Marjorie calls for King Tommen to intervene, but her husband can only watch helplessly as she is dragged away. In Winterfell, Sansa marries Ramsay. Later that evening in his chambers, Ramsay demands Sansa undress and that Theon stay and watch. He then rips open her dress and rapes her. Not the nicest endings to an episode. 
We open at Castle Black as John prepares for the journey north to Hardhome, where he is to persuade the Wildling army to join the battle alongside the Night's Watch. Before he goes, Sam presents him with a bag full of dragonglass weapons. Sam, Gilly and the baby spend some time with Maester Eamon, who has taken ill, who tells them to take the baby south, whilst they still have chance. It's his last act. Maester Eamon dies and his body is burnt. His watch has ended. When alone with Theon, Sansa asks him to help her by lighting a candle in the window of the highest tower to signal she is in danger. Hesitantly, he agrees, but then instead goes and tells Ramsay. Outside, Brienne and Podrick are waiting for the signal. Ramsay shows Sansa the flayed body of the old woman who told her to light the candle. She's then escorted by guards back to her chambers. However, he's unaware she managed to steal a corkscrew. Stannis' army is caught up in a violent snowstorm and has to make camp. Horses and supplies are lost to the weather, and the Stormcrows, a group of sellswords, abandon the camp. Davos suggests returning to Winterfell, but Stannis is determined, stating that retreating would see him become the King Who Ran. Plus, retreating means wintering at Castle Black, and this winter in Westeros could potentially last many years. Stannis asks Melisandre for reassurance of his victory. She tells him she's seen him victorious, but shockingly requests he sacrifice his daughter, Shireen, for the cause. Horrified, Stannis pushes her away. At the wall, Gilly is attacked by two brothers of the Night's Watch. Sam comes to her rescue, but is beaten up. As Gilly tends to Sam's injuries, she climbs on top of him, and they make sweet, sweet love. In Marine, Jor is sold by the slave traders to the wealthy Yezanzo Kagaz as a fighter ready for the fighting pits. Tyrion manages to secure his sale to Yezan by desperately battering a fellow slave with chains in a display of his fighting prowess and slight lunacy. The High Sparrow brushes aside Lady Elena's demands that he releases her grandchildren Loras and Marjorie and dismisses her attempts to bribe him. She then escalates and threatens to remove Tyrell's support by stopping food shipments to King's Landing, but again the High Sparrow is unfazed. He points out the anger this will generate with the small folk who far outnumber the noble. As she leaves, Olena receives a letter from Littlefinger. King Tommen is troubled by his inability to do anything to help his wife Marjorie. Cersei says she will speak to the High Sparrow on his behalf. Cut to Dawn, where Marcella tells Jaime she wants to stay and marry Tristane. Meanwhile, down in the cells, Bronn and Tyen San trade insults. She then begins to undress in front of him before telling Bronn that her daggers which cut him during their fight were coated with a poison that activates as the heart rate increases. He begins to succumb to the poison. Tyen shows him a vial around her neck that contains the antidote and tells him he must call her the most beautiful woman in the world. He does, and she tosses him the antidote. Back to King's Landing, where Littlefinger meets with Olenna in what remains of his brothel. She reminds him that they murdered Joffrey together, and should her house fall, she will take him with her. Daenerys is present at the fighting pits in Marine. When this news reaches Jorah, he steps into the arena and easily beats the other fighters. He removes his helmet, revealing his true identity. Daenerys demands he be removed, but he reveals his gift to her. Tyrion, a real-life Lannister. In King's Landing, Cersei pays a visit to the High Sparrow to discuss Loras and Marjorie. However, he turns the tables and states that Lancel has had a lot to say about her. As she turns to leave, she is seized and thrown into a cell. Tyrion and Jorah stand before Daenerys and plead their case as to why they should be allowed to live. Tyrion passionately explains that he has turned his back on his family for good and wishes to serve her. 
he puts forward a compelling case for becoming an advisor due to his previous experience in politics. Daenerys accepts, but ponders what to do with Jorah after vowing to kill him if he ever returned to her presence. Remember, he betrayed her by originally being a spy for Robert Baratheon. Daenerys spares his life, but exiles him from the city as punishment. Punishments are dished out elsewhere too, as Cersei is visited by Septa Unella, an evil cow who taunts Cersei with water in return for the confession of her sins. Cersei asks to see Tommen instead, but is struck by Septa Unella. Confess! She does not. Arya is honing her acting skills with Jacken in Bravos. She describes her new persona of Lana, an oyster seller, and describes her typical day-to-day -day activities and what route she takes while selling, showing how invested she's becoming in her role as a faceless girl. Jacken informs her that she will take a different route the next day and poison her life insurance salesman to appease the many-faced god. In Winterfell, Theon enters Sansa's chambers and explains why he double-crossed her by telling Ramsay of her escape plan. Sansa asks why he killed her brothers, and he confesses he never actually did it, killing two farm boys instead. Hearing that her brothers might still be alive gives Sansa hope once more. In the Great Hall, Roose is preparing for war against Stannis, going through his battle plan with his advisers. Roose wants to hold back and let the wintry conditions take care of Stannis' army for him, whereas Ramsay insists they attack first. Back at the edges of Marine, Jorah returns to Yezanzo Kagaz and asks he be allowed to fight in front of Daenerys in the fighting pits in order to prove his loyalty to her. Sam is being treated for his wounds after saving Gilly from the brothers' attack at the wall when Ollie walks in and asks to privately speak with him. Ollie asks how John could possibly allow the wildlings through the wall when they've killed so many, including his family. Sam explains that John made a really difficult decision, but ultimately the wildlings will be invaluable in the coming war. At Hardhome, John, Tormund, and a group of the Night's Watch brothers have come to talk to the Lord of Bones, the leader of the wildlings, to persuade them to return with them to fight. Tormund shows his leadership skills often kills this Lord of Bones and marches through the baying crowd, demanding the wildling elders gather for talks. John explains to them how Dragonglass can kill a White Walker, telling them of Sam's success. Reasoning that the fight is not hopeless against the Night King and his army, John asks for numbers to help defend the Wall in return for allowing the wildlings to farm south of the Wall. However, John is then asked what happened to Mance Raider, and he has to confess to killing him. This angers the elders, but Tormund assures them that it was out of mercy, not malice. After further talks, the wildlings agree. As everyone is loading the ships ready to leave, ice begins to roll down the cliffs and mysterious figures appear on the top. The group are attacked by a vast army of whites. A huge battle ensues with John nearly succumbing to a white walker after losing the dragonglass in the heat of the battle. The White Walker gets momentarily stunned at being unable to break John's Valyrian steel sword. John quickly realises the Valyrian steel is special and scythes into the White Walker, shattering him into a million pieces. John, Tormund, and the giant, one one, are among those who narrowly escape the still growing swarm of whites as they clamber onto boats. As they retreat, John sees the Night King emerge and walk to the edge of the pier in utter silence. Never breaking his gaze from John, the Night King strikes a pose and raises the dead on the battlefield as reanimated whites. John's dead comrades are now his undead foes. The army of the dead marches on and John finally has his proof. We begin in the north where Ramsay and 20 of his men have raided Stannis's camp. 
With his food burned, weapons destroyed and hundreds of horses dead, Stannis's army cannot survive. Stannis orders Davos to return to Castle Black and request supplies. Davos asks to take Shireen with him for her safety, but Stannis refuses. Elsewhere in the north, Jon and the Wildlings arrive at Castle Black to a frosty reception from the Night's Watch. In dawn, Jamie explains to Prince Duran that he has come to rescue Marcella after they received a threat to her life. Duran says he'll allow Marcella to return with Jamie if Tristane Martell receives Oberyn's old seat on the small council in King's Landing. Jamie agrees. At the harbour in Bravos, Arya, still in training at the House of Black and White, has an opportunity to kill her next target, the Thin Man. However, she's distracted when she spots Sir Merrin Trant, who is escorting Mace Tyrell as he negotiates with the Iron Bank. If you remember, Merrin Trant is the man who killed Sirio Pharrell, Arya's water-dancing instructor back in Season 1. And Arya despises him. He's one of the names on Arya's kill list. So instead of killing the thin man as ordered, Arya follows Trant to a brothel, where it's revealed he's a paedophile. When she returns to the House of Black and White, Arya lies to Jacken and says the thin man didn't approach her that day. Back in dawn, Duran forces Ilaria to swear her loyalty to him. Ilaria later apologises to Jamie and says it's not Marcella's fault that Oberyn died. With Davos gone, Stannis makes an unimaginable choice and allows Melisandre to sacrifice his daughter Shireen to the Lord of Light. Solis has second thoughts and unsuccessfully tries to rescue her daughter from the pyre, but Stannis insists this is the only way there is power in King's blood. Shireen begs for her life and in one of the worst scenes in the whole of Game of Thrones, she's burned to death. In Marine, Daenerys attends the newly reopened fighting pit. It's revealed that Jorah has returned and is fighting, intending to prove his loyalty to Daenerys. He defeats the other fighters and throws a spear into the crowd, killing an assassin sent to murder Daenerys. Sons of the Harpy begin killing members of the crowd and seal the exits, trapping Daenerys and her allies. Surrounded at the centre of the pit, Daenerys resigns herself to death. But then, at the last minute, hears the sound of a roaring dragon. Drogon returns and attacks the sons, who retaliate by throwing spears, and Daenerys finally climbs on top of a blooming dragon, ordering him to fly her out of danger. Her allies watch in awe as Daenerys becomes the first dragon rider in a century. Yes, Queen! We begin at Stannis's camp, where the weather is much improved. Melisandre believes this was because of sacrificing Shireen, but her death has also appalled Stannis' troops and nearly half of them have deserted in protest, shocking Melisandre. One of the remaining soldiers takes Stannis to a tree where Solis, Stannis' wife, has hanged herself in grief. As Stannis looks at his wife's body, news arrives that Melisandre has left. Stannis is utterly alone, but still orders his men to press onwards to Winterfell. At Castle Black, Jon Snow reluctantly agrees to send Sam, Gilly and her baby to Old Town so that Sam can become a maester. As Stannis' army approaches Winterfell, Sansa uses the corkscrew she stole to pick the lock on her room. Outside the castle, Brienne awaits Sansa's signal from the broken tower. Podrick brings her news that Stannis' army is nearby. As there's no candle in the broken tower, Brienne decides to take the opportunity to kill Stannis and avenge Renly Baratheon as promised. Moments after she leaves, Sansa arrives at the broken tower and lights a candle, unaware that Brienne left agonisingly moments before. 
Stannis's army is vastly outnumbered by the Bolton cavalry, who charge before he can begin his planned siege. The Boltons are victorious, and Stannis's leg is severely wounded. Brienne finds him collapsed, so she executes him for the murder of his brother. Sansa is found on the walls by Miranda and Theon. Miranda tries to shoot Sansa with her bow, but Theon finally breaks free of Ramsay's psychological control and pushes her off the wall. The Bolton army returns to the castle and Sansa and Theon realise they've got to escape quickly. They jump from the walls not knowing if they'll survive. In Braavos, Arya takes the face of a child from the House of Black and White, using it to access Merin Trant in the brothel. When alone, she stabs his eyes out and confronts him for the murder of her fighting instructor, Sirio Farrell, before revealing her true identity. Afterwards, Arya is confronted by Jacken and the Waif. Jacken says that by killing Trant, Arya has taken a life she wasn't supposed to, and the debt to the many-faced god must be repaid. He drinks from a vial and collapses. As punishment for Arya using the child's face before fully renouncing her identity, she loses her sight. Jamie, Bronn and Marcella leave Dawn with Tristane Martell and Ilaria kisses Marcella goodbye. On the boat back to King's Landing, Marcella tells Jamie she knows and is glad that he's her father as well as her uncle, but she collapses and dies in his arms. It's revealed Ilaria poisoned Marcella with her lipstick. In Marine, Dario and Jorah set out to find Daenerys, who is still missing after her escape flight on Drogon. Tyrion stays to help govern Marine in Daenerys' absence, and Varys arrives in the city and offers Tyrion the use of his spy network. Thousands of miles away, Daenerys tries to get Drogon to fly her back to Marine, but he's wounded from the Sons of Harpy's arrows and refuses to budge. Daenerys goes in search of food and ends up surrounded by a group of Dothraki. In King's Landing, Cersei has to confess to committing adultery with Lancel Lannister, her cousin, but doesn't admit to sleeping with Jaime or plotting Robert Baratheon's death. The High Sparrow allows her to return to the Red Keep, but says she has to face trial for her other sins. The Scepters cut Cersei's hair short and make her walk naked through the streets of the city. To the ringing of a bell and the cry of Septrunella's shame, the citizens of King's Landing have their moment and pelt her with fruit and feces, calling her names and spitting in her face. After Cersei arrives to the safety of the Red Keep, Kyburn shows her the newest member of the King's Guard, the reanimated corpse of the Mountain. At Castle Black, Davos begs Jon to send Stannis aid, but Jon refuses. Melisandre arrives in a downcast mood and the men realise that Stannis has been defeated and Shireen is dead. Later that night, Ollie rushes to tell John that a wildling has spotted his uncle Benjen and takes him to meet him. In the courtyard, however, John finds a sign that says traitor. He's then stabbed repeatedly by his Night's Watch brothers, including Alyssa Thorne and finally Ollie dealing him the fatal blow. We end the season watching Jon Snow dying alone in the cold. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. You can watch every single episode of Game of Thrones seasons 1 to 7 with Sky's ultimate on-demand TV pack. And the final season is coming to Sky Atlantic on the 15th of April. For more details, head over to sky.com. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from and we'd love you to join us for them. 
If you know someone who needs to get up to speed with Thrones in time for that launch on April the 15th on Sky Atlantic, just send them our way. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback, have I pronounced the name wrong? I hope I haven't. Or ideas for a show that we should be covering. We'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know. There may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at previous podcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.